Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. To the phones we go. A man that is very passionate and been around rugby for a long, long time. Jeff from Cromwell. Good day, Jeff. How you going, buddy? Good, man. I'm confused. Uh, I'm confused most days, but I'm a little bit more confused today. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, I'm coming from a, a parent plus a referee, really. I mean, I know that right from rubber rugby through the age group rugby, you know, there's. there's you know, and I've refereed, uh, as it, well, saw my son go through the age group to the Targo sort of age group level and first 15 level, but um, none of his games were televised. There has been a Dunstan High School televised games, which I've been involved with or, or you know. Um, I just, it's sort of two points of view, really. I, I mean, I think it's pretty cool as a referee that, yeah, you know, get to be involved in those games. Um, but as a parent, I wonder well, whether we're a wee bit guilty of, like, I mean, I'll put my hand up and say that I'll put pressure on, like, <clears throat> probably both my kids to perform, you know, and, you know, if he's talked uh, regarding my son with the rugby, thinking, OK, he's in Otago, you know, push him a bit harder, and maybe, maybe the next level is, you know, into that in the big time. Um, obviously, always thinking that, yeah, might get a son on the All Blacks. Hmm. So it must be great for the Barracks to have three sons there. But I just think sometimes we, we're guilty as parents. Um, and then obviously the kids will put pressure on themselves when they get older, thinking they see the pathway. And that's the bit I worry about. I'd hate to see what happened to cycling happen to any of our rugby teenagers, you know, whether it's first 15 or in the lower grades. You know, that's the, from a parent point of view, I'd hate to see the. You know, what supporters are there for these ones that don't make it, you know? And like it happened in New Zealand cycling, where's the well-being and mental support for these ones that have been... Because eventually, but like myself, I went through the referee ranks and then I hit the wall and didn't go any further. And it took me a while, took me a couple of years to get over that and, you know, and deal with it. But I was an adult, so I worry about these kids that, OK, they've got family support there. But sometimes it takes more than that, you know, um, You've hit hit on a good point because it might be one of those decisions they've made that we'll never know how good the decision was because you don't want to be the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. You want to be at the ambulance at the top and cart them away before they jump. And um, that's probably a horrible uh, picture to paint. But you know what I mean? Like cycling were forced into action when it was too late. Maybe the schools in Auckland have identified, let's do something before it's too late because they've seen some behaviours. They've seen some changes in the players. And I talked to a first 15 coach last night who – for obvious reasons can't come on the show but just said he's also a teacher at the school and said when their game is coming up to be on TV they're not in the classroom they're not focused they're just got their playbooks out and they're strutting around the school they're so focused because they've got a televised game this weekend and first and foremost you're at school yep. to become an adult to get your education but it goes out goes out the door if your game's on telly so I sort of get it from that perspective Yeah like not a and I still do. I come down to the junior rugby age group and referee, and it's the hardest 
when the kids are fine, but it's the parents. Yeah. The abuse on the referee and the abuse to their own kids, or and that can be coaches as well as parents, which are normally uh, parent coaches, that's the issue too. You know, so it's, I think we all need to pull our head in, you know, and let the kids enjoy it at that level. Um, you know, I've got nothing against televised uh, you know, on TV. It's fantastic from an educate like good for coaches, players and referees to see see the games televised. But at the end of the day, if there's an issue with the kids' well-being and uh, mental state, because, um, you know, expectations from the coaches, the parents and themselves, that's the bit, you know, I'm sort of from a, a parent perspective, I'd be concerned about if there is a, a major issue out there. Mm. And, um, therefore, you know... Uh, because first fifteen's fantastic. It's some of the best rugby. I still prefer that in Prem. Rugby to referee, it's fantastic, you know. And every time I get one of those games to do, I'm just thr- so thrilled to get one, you know. And because um, all I want to do is keep the ball alive, and mm. and um, they haven't learned to cheat at that uh, age. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know? And they call you sir, you know. Yes, Mister. If the ref, you know, they really, you know. And most of them are coached. To respect the referee anyway, like uh, when they get to that first 15 level, they're, they're all well coached and normally well disciplined. But uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't. I think they've just got to find that balance and make sure the, the kids are well balanced when they leave because uh, you, you're only an injury away, whether you're a referee or a player, when you mm-hmm. leave school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so what do you, what do, you do then? Mm-hmm. If you're not educated or haven't got a trade, you know sorted out then that's you know that's that's from a father's point of view really good stuff jeff good talking to you buddy i know you're a caring man and thank you for your call yep thanks cheers buddy jeff out of cromwell um i hope there's some statistical or some anecdotal reasons behind this that will make it understandable i'm i'm neither here nor there whether i get to watch first 15 rugby on tv um, but if there are behavioural changes that are, are warning signs and these schools have said we don't like to see what's going on, but again, don't want to speculate, but I'd love to hear from someone. We're going to hear from Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Hi. Um, what about that cricket result last night for Ireland beating England? It was awesome. Yeah, didn't see that coming, and I actually jumped on Ireland on the live odds. So did I. Yeah. 475 I, I got. Well, I got them at... 295 or something. Oh, yeah, too late, Zay. Too late. Too late. 475. (laughs) (laughs) I still had an England of dollar 30 at the time, though. I was like, uh, I don't know. But Mm. yeah, they they lost too many wickets too early, really. Mm. Um, And on this uh, Black Ferns, All Black situation, right? I know how they kind of clash, right? Yep. But the thing is, right? They're not both on Sky anyway. So is that that still really clashing or what? You know what I mean? Well, it is because they're at the same time. But they're actually 40 minutes apart, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I think the second half of one's on the same time as the first half of the other. Yeah. Again, but not... they're actually not both on Sky, are they, really? Um, no, I think the Black Ferns is delayed on TV3. Uh, yeah, well, it's on Spark. Yeah, yeah, and it's live on Spark. But I'll, I'll watch the Black Ferns and then I'll watch, I'll record the the All Blacks and watch that later. Yeah, I don't know. Just, it's just That's just New Zealand rugby for you. There's not really much you can do. And on the first 15 situation, I, I don't know. I guess 
if it's really hindering them, then they just don't do it. But mm. I guess it's good exposure for them. I don't know. They seem to do that with American sport. You, you never stop seeing what college, college, college basketball, college NFL. So it's all over there. But I, 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 I don't know if it's not. If they're not focusing well, but but I don't know. But don't they get pressure on themselves anyway, even if they aren't on TV? I don't know. Yeah, well, I think the American teenager is a different animal to a New Zealand teenager. I really do. Um, it's, it, it's sort of, they've grown up with school kids, but in, I'm going to actually, actually talk to Sam Hewitt about it very shortly because he went to America on a sporting scholarship. And um, so I just want to see the difference between New Zealand and American. But anyway, Zay, thanks for calling, bud. All good. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, mate. Um, Dave from Palmy. G'day, Dave. Afternoon, Staffy. Lovely day in Auckland, isn't it? Jeez. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful in the studio. Yeah. Air conditioning that doesn't turn hey. off and on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get on island. I couldn't couldn't find a 3G spot, but I, <laughs> I saw after four overs, they were 37 runs, and I was thinking, gee, here we go. And I thought I'd get on, but I couldn't get on. But, uh, yeah, great result. Anytime the English lose, it's a great result. Um like with with this ambulance at the cliff, you know, uh, precaution is way better than reaction. Way better, you know, prevention and precaution is way yep. better than uh, reaction. And like you, you'll know this from your time at Palmy Boys High. There was a guy, Craig Wicks. You know, he was when Abossi Colotto was playing, and yep. you know, in the same team, he played one game for the All Blacks in Wangaree, not a test cap, blew his knee, never seen again. Mm. That was way back then. You know, what happened to him? You know, because I know it made people always high. If you, if you played rugby, you were treated like a tin god, you know. But and back in the day where you got accredited, you didn't have to work. You were going to get accredited if you were, in, you know, a, a good rugby player. That's just how it went. That's just how it went. And you got away with a lot that, hmm. you know, the other boys didn't get. And I, I'm assuming part... Palmerston was the same because you know rugby was held in such a high regard. Um, you know the pressure, the pressure on these kids, and like there was that um, series. I think it was called First Fifteen or something. You know, done in New Zealand about you know boys in the first uh, fictitious First Fifteen mm. in Auckland. It was on TV, and you know, like that, that went through a few of the trials and tribulations. But um, it'll be interesting to see. There'll be there'll be more to this story, like. You know, there must be a reason why, you know, monetary or something. Um, yeah, and like, if it's not on TV, you go and watch the game. And I always watch Army Boys, Navy Boys. Yeah, so do I. So do yeah. I. And yeah. it's it's like um, people are saying they want the crowds to go back, but when you watch it on TV, they're packed crowds anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's some, is it, is it Australia that, that's the games in the city? They don't put it on until like an hour delayed or something. Was it somewhere else? No, that's they do that. They do that with the AFL. It's not broadcast in the state they're playing unless the grounds a sellout. So if it's not a sellout, yeah. um, they don't show it live. They used to do it. Um, they used to do it when I was a kid with the All Blacks too. You'd look in the listener or the or the newspaper for what time the game was kicking off. It wouldn't be in the TV listings, and then all of a sudden it would just yeah. play. It was it was funny, but yeah, yeah I, I don't. I, there will be pros and cons about broadcasting boys playing rugby. I do know that, and there's some powerful. Ways ones for doing it and some powerful ones for doing against it but I stand by these are the people that spend all day with these boys these are the educators who are in their positions of power and these are the big big schools and very capable 
uh, headmasters, head of sports departments. They've made yeah. this decision for a reason. I'd just like a little bit more clarity on the decision. Yeah. Well, the procedures that make it through, you know, and actually hit the big time and make a living out of it and enough living in that um, window to, you know, set themselves up for life, is, it's got to be 1% or less. And, like, with the TV, I was just thinking with the football in England, all the three o'clock games, none of them are showed on TV. None of them at all. The three o'clock clickhouse on a Saturday, there's nothing televised. You have to wait, watch it on match of the day with Gary Lineker or something. They they have a rule like that. So people people go to the games, but those crowds are uh, a lot different to our rugby crowds. They sure are. They sure are. Um, <laughs> good call though, Dave. And uh, maybe one day okay. we'll have to stand on the sideline and watch Napier Boys play Palmy one day. Oh, definitely, Steph. Definitely. That'd be very good. It's very enjoyable. Let's do Okay, that. mate. You well, have a good day. You too, Thanks Dave. Good to hear from you, buddy. 0800 150 Have you got a take on this? I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with your calls after this. Uh, welcome back in. Straight back to the phones. 0800 150 for your say. We go to Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, look, look I'm with uh, Dino and um, I think it was John earlier on uh, this morning. You know, we've got to promote the under-19s and under-21s. So mm. the idea would be now, would be, staff would be to go and and um, televise the Auckland, Auckland playing Canterbury, Auckland playing counties under-19s. So therefore, the kids going to school will want to go play club rugby to be on TV if they want to be on TV, you know, because kids, obviously, these kids love being on television in the first 15. They love it. I mean, they, they play harder because they're going, oh, I'm going to be on television this weekend. Fantastic. So what, what we should do is, is, I think, promote the under-19s and whoever's playing in the under-19s, Auckland, you've, you've got to play your club rugby to get in the Auckland side, and then, and then that's on television. Then these guys will go and play, play more at their club. Then your club football becomes a lot better because you've got the young ones wanting to, to go further and get exposed on television. The only way they do is by, by going to club, playing for their club, getting picked for Auckland or, or Canterbury or Wellington, whatever, and then being on TV. And, uh, and we're, we've been struggling in the under-20s the last few years. Dino was dead right. Uh, you know, we were, we were a powerhouse about five or six years ago. Now we're not, mate. I love that point. I really love that point because you talk to any sport and every sport will tell you it's that transition from high school to keep them engaged in the sport going on into becoming an adult. They lose so many in that 16 to 20-year-old space. So if there was a meaningful under-18s or under-20s and something like that, and that's your televised sport, that's your trial ground. Um, and you're a little bit older to manage the ego as well. A bit more of an adult. Yeah, exactly, mate. You know, and that's where... So what will happen is that they play their, their, their school football and then they have to go to the club, obviously, and to get, get play club football and then get picked for the Auckland side, or as I say, counties, Canterbury, whatever, Waikato, Manawatu, doesn't matter who it is. And, the, and then they get put on television then, and then they get the exposure, and from there you get a breeding ground for the, for the uh, Auckland NPC, because you're getting them coming through, and then for the, for the um, breeding ground for the Super, Super, Super 15 as mm. well. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's far better. And, and the, as I say, the school rugby, fine. You can play the school rugby, but you ain't going to be on television. Mm. Don't have a problem with it. You like it, Joey. Thanks for calling, bud. 
Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Good call from Joey, uh, reiterating some calls uh, from earlier on the show. So we're going to have a quick break for new sport and weather. Mikey, hang on there, buddy. Want to hear your views and anyone else. 0800 150 11 Midday Madness, this rugby on television situation for the schoolboys. Really interested in your thoughts. We'll pick it up after the news. Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Straight back into the calls, uh, Mikey Christchurch. G'day, buddy. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. <clears throat> it's uh, I think I think what you're talking about is uh, speculation in rugby. They, they're so good in the, in the days of this media saturation. They say so little, don't they? Mm. When it comes to this game, and that, I think that's the most amazing thing. I, w- I would say though that um, I think the most important thing here is the well-being of these kids. Now, if the if the Schools are saying this is what it's for, or haven't said. <laughs> um, I think we've got to take them at that, because that's their number one priority, is the well-being of these kids. Now, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, everyone wants to be on TV. Well, no, they don't. Not every kid wants to be on TV. Not everyone wants to be a Carlos Spencer. Some just want to get their heads down and play some rugby. Um, and I think, you know, in this day and age where, you know, if you're 16 years old and you've got a massive game coming up, um, and then you make a mistake. And these kids will make mistakes because they're only at the start of their careers if they're going to have one. Um, and then you've got those trolls out there. I mean, it can actually turn a bit pear-shaped for them. So I've always been a bit uncomfortable about having the first 15 rugby on the channels, especially when you don't get any club, go- club rugby games. So I think the well-being of these kids has got to be the number one priority. And I think the pressure of being on TV, this is just my opinion, um, is a little bit too much. I'm I'm with you. Like I, I don't know if you watched the um, the Auckland Club Rugby final was on TV. It was uh, before an Auckland NPC game, I think, and it was brilliant. And I'm just like, oh, I never realised Club Rugby because I, I don't go and watch Club Rugby, but it was brilliant. And uh, all yeah. these names I hadn't heard of, and it was fantastic. And I thought. Gee, I, I think that's a better product, and you could you could do it around the country, you know, um, do a different city each week and, and showcase the club rugby from all the centres. Um, but the pressure on these kids, I agree with you. I, you ask a 16-year-old, they say they can handle it. You ask them when they're 26, did you handle it when you were 16? They're probably going to say no. No, and you, th- you think back to, to our age and what we were like at that age, Oh my God, I, I wouldn't want that pressure. Mm. You want to ease into these things. And for the well, but if you want a very well rounded <laughs> player, you want those players eased in at school level. Seemingly, they don't go to clubs anymore, but if they were, then into club, then into representative. And by the time you get to the real big stage, you've got a, you've got a few hard knocks behind you, but you've got a bit of experience. Mm. Um, hey, just one other thing quickly. Um, I've been <laughs> busy as this week, so I never got the chance to phone in this, um, earlier because um, I'm going away overseas. So uh, I just want to say big congratulations to Wellington. It hurts me, <laughs> but congrats to Wellington for a very well-deserved win over my Canterbury boys. So, And you yeah. know what? Um, there was no bleating from the Canterbury fans. Uh, social media, I was expecting them to bag some referee decisions or, or anything like that. Nah. But this year, Canterbury fans were fantastic second-place getters, the fans. I think it was because great. That, because that's what, that's what we're like, Steffi, down here, I'll tell you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a chuckle with your producer earlier because I've got a, uh, a photo I'm dying to send you of 
a golf trip we did a couple of years ago dressed up as TV characters mm-hmm. just in regards to your CB TV thing. Um, and he said, send it on Twitter or Instagram. I'm like, oh, I'm too old for that. I don't know anything about that sort of thing. He's like, <laughs> well, print it off and put it in a letter. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how I'll get it to you, but anywho, it's, it's a bit of a crack. So anyway, You're thanks, awesome. Daffy. Cheers, Mikey. Good stuff. <laughs> Good, good stuff. Uh, let's now go to Parapara Umu. Talk to Zane. G'day, Zane. G'day, mate. So, yeah, I just want to reiterate, I think that's a um, good call from your earlier caller there about bringing it onto the um, the club under-18s or under-21s. Um, excellent way to get it back, you know, get people back into the clubs. But I'm going to take it from an, another perspective that um, if I was Auckland Rugby League and the Warriors, I'd be taking this as a great opportunity to get in there and start trying to create a televised... Um, young comp for high school age boys to get them out of rugby and into rugby league. <laughs> but is that ignoring the problem and shifting codes? <laughs> oh, mate, I don't, yeah, I've got to back my warriors somehow, mate. We've got to get some talent in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So are you domiciled yes, in Paraparaumu? Uh, yeah, I'm actually in Namati, to be, be specific, yeah, so just down the road from the, um, the Paraparaumu course there. Yeah, so the schoolboy rugby south of Auckland isn't going to be affected here, and I'm really interested. One of the spin-offs here could be, we will find out if these kids, their main driving force is to be on TV, not to represent the school. Um, does it make it more attractive for a promising 15-year-old to go to St Pat's, to go to Palmy Boys, to go to Christ College, because they are going to get it on TV? I'll give you the perspective of a guy who I um, coach from a business business perspective now, who's a former New Zealand rep. Um, for him, the the big motivation was to get out of a really troubled school and got a full scholarship to go to I think it was St Kent's back in the day. So I still think, from a parents' perspective, um, if you can get a scholarship to get your kids into the school, you're going to take that as a priority over getting on TV. So, you know, what is the true motivation? Is it you know the parents or the kids pushing them into these schools? Yeah, it, there's so many, oh, so many questions to be, and I hope they are answered. I hope, I hope we find out, um, and I'm sure there's good reasons behind it. But I'd like to know what they are, Zane. Um, enjoy we'll Romati. We'll never find out, mate. Oh, I know. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Zane, <laughs> Zane, out of Romati to be more particular. Sammy, you went to the US on a scholarship, on a sporting scholarship. Um, and I've always said American teenagers are a different animal to a New Zealand teenager and for whatever reason are probably better equipped to deal with this. What, what was your experience as a, as a promising young athlete in oh. New Zealand? You went over there for football. Um, I'm not, don't, don't pump up the tyres too no, much. Just, but you went there on a football scholarship. Yeah, on a soccer football scholarship, yeah. yeah. Well, um, the, I think the key difference for Americans, because it is the obvious comparison, all their, all their college games and high school games are televised, they're big market products, um, you know, sell out stadiums, 100,000 people, etc. But I think, you know, the ethos for American kids, the whole American ethos is is all about college, right? So as a parent, you work to get money that you put into a college fund for your kid to then go to college, to then get a job that will then pay for their college. It's the cycle of college. They're obsessed with college, right? And one of the big, I guess, entry points for a lot of people into a college is sport. You get scholarships, you get financial aid, it looks good on your resume. So I said to you before the show started, you know, at my school in Boston, every single kid at, at my high school played sport. It wasn't it wasn't like in New Zealand where you have pockets of, you know, oh, they're the sporty ones, they're the arty kids, they're the, you know, science whatever. Ones, they're the, the science ones. Now, that might have just been the school I was at because it was, you know, quite a elitist, I guess, school. But um, 
their whole sport is a very, very big part of their lives and it influences their college decisions. They're not all superstars and they all get that. But, you know, like we had amazing facilities, we had big crowds, our games were televised on like YouTube and stuff, but it wasn't, there was no sense of this bravado that I think you see a lot with the First 15 guys. Because it's just the First 15 that get on TV. Correct. It's everyone in America, and they're all. No sport sits above any of the other sports. Football, American footballers do walk around a little bit because they're bigger guys, right? And they walk around a little bit more mantra. But like we had bigger crowds at our soccer games, and the girls' um, field hockey, you know, had they had bigger crowds at their games because the school gets them behind. They just obsessed with it, right? But I think, yeah, I, I think they are more equipped because it's not. They're not obsessed with being professional. When you go to college, you get an education while playing your sport. That's the whole reason I did it, Steph. You know, I I would have never made the Premier League or anything like that. But you know, for a footballer in New Zealand, you can go to England, you can go to an academy, you can train five days a week, um, be immersed in that culture. But you're not getting an education. And guess what? If it doesn't work, you've lost a lot of your life. You know, of good years when you're 16 to sort of 20. On, on chasing that dream. Not saying don't do it, but the American road is you get to play your sport at a high level because people come from all over the world in high-pressure environments with big crowds, all that sort of stuff, but you're studying and you get a degree. Because you, you can't know? play if you're not passing your courses either. Correct. And mm. you think about, like, basketball's a really good example, right? Because not everyone makes the NBA. If you're a superstar basketball and it's clear that you're destined for the NBA and that's where you're going... You go to college, and if it's clear that you, that you can make it, you'll declare for the draft after your first year or your second year, right? And you know that that is your career path, and it's set in stone. It's great. Think about that middle tier where you're sort of getting looked at, but you don't know whether the NBA is really going to happen for you. You go through the same path. You go to college, but you can go through college for four years. And after the second or third year, you might get picked up. But if you're at four years and you haven't been picked up, and you've finished your four years, you've had a great basketball career, but you're not destined for the NBA, you've got a degree. And you go out and you get a job. Mm. And, and it's all tied in together. And sure, some of these athletes get easier courses at university or you know they don't quite load up their schedule like other people do. But the fact still remains, Steph, that there's a balance there, which I think in, in televised First 15 rugby, one of the biggest issues when you talk to club rugby coaches, and so I'm just talking about the rugby here, not education, but club rugby coaches... I've spoken to have said one of the biggest problems is kids come out of first 15 rugby, particularly at the big schools, into a club environment and they're on the bench or they're in the reserves or they're playing, you know, in the under 20 or whatever competitions they have. And their attitude is like, mate, do you, do you know who I am? I was, I was, on, I was, I was first 15, first five for mags and I was on TV every weekend. Like I'm not, I don't deserve, and then they leave staff. They go and play for another team or they go play for money or whatever. And these club coaches are like, what these kids need to understand is that you're not a professional, you're not a superstar, there is a hierarchy, and a club rugby player can take three or four years to develop. You might make the blues when you're 21 or when you're 24. You think about locks and prop staff. They're not fully developed as human beings until they're 23, 24 in terms of height, size, muscle, etc. Mm. So why are we making calls on them when they're 18 on whether or not they should be on TV or whatever? You know, it's like... I think it really does create this overemphasized sense of professionalism in mm. schoolboy rugby. We're talking about a school team here. And some of them are 15. Correct. Mm. You know, and it's like they should be focusing on their academics and sports should be a very possible career path for them because I never like to shoot people's dreams down. Definitely a possible career path, but balance is so important. 
Because, I mean, how many lives, and parents out there might be able to um, relate to this, how many kids have chased that dream a little bit too hard, it hasn't worked out for them, and they've been left in a position where, you I'm, know... I'm 21, hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Don't ha- I now have to go back to university when all my mates have already gone through. It's going to cost more. You know, it's... Yeah, it, it just... Um, I'm a big fan of the bounce. That's my personal opinion. Not everyone has to agree with it. And like you, Steph, I can see benefits the other side as well for why they would televise it. But mm. that's where I stand. One uh, one text for a quick break. Afternoon, Steph. A good watch for you on TVNZ Plus is the Texas Six. It's about students playing AFL in a small town, and it shows the pressure put on them and how much it means to them. Cheers, Keith. I'm going to note that down on my take-home bit of paper, Keith. Thank you. More texts after the break. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.